listening to Fresh Take. You are listening to the Fresh Take Network. Welcome to your wrestling podcast with Joshua Adamway, my brother, not the futurist and the crown prince of charisma, Martin. You know, I love the way that rolls off your tongue. It's the best. And the senator. You already know what it is. What's happening? What is happening is it's another week and we actually have a PLE this week. Mm-hmm. That I know we all are excited and going to watch this week. Uh, I think it's one of the last, what's well, the last PLE I think we have after that. But the next is in Death Before Dishonor is next week. Uh, yeah. And then, and then we get a Christmas, then it's Christmas, then it's World's End. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So right. let's, uh, I guess, let's start with AW. Um, Dynamite tonight, you know, it does seem like the tournament's going well. The one thing I will say I want to start off with is they had a taping of Collision last night, and it seemed like Brian got hurt. Now, it does seem, you know, 24 hours later, everything's going to be okay. But this Brian run of him ending before his daughter turns eight, I don't know if it comes soon enough because just how many times are we going to hear this guy gets hurt? And now I'm actually really worried about this this match against Okada in Japan. Oh, man. Every time he wrestles Okada, he gets hurt. Yeah. He's two for two getting yeah. hurt against Okada. I, I don't know. That was actually one of the things that I noticed that I was watching the wrestling tonight on, on Dynamite was not just him, but I'm worried about everybody getting hurt every match. It's it's hurting my enjoyment. Like. Yeah. Like the moves they do are just so consistently dangerous. They pull them off. Don't get me wrong; it's really remarkable. I don't know. I think we all, we've become uh, numb to the fact that what these guys do and how athletic it is and the yeah. amount of skill they have, pulling this stuff off regularly without more serious serious injuries. But uh, yeah, I was realizing that tonight. I mean, I'm just like, man, I, like I'm watching that swerve match. I'm like, somebody's gonna get killed here. Yeah. I'm actually surprised Swerve has done as many matches as he has since the death match. It's kind of crazy. I was thinking about that when he was coming. I'm like, how is this guy doing another match? Like, and he, these are long matches too. And he's gonna face John Moxley oh, next match- week. Yeah, this match with Briscoe tonight was was the match of the night again. Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, really good match and, and really long match, like you say. Yeah, and now he's got nine points. I am kind of enjoying sort of the the Continental Classic. It feels too short. I mean, like I have five matches, yeah. six guys in each group. It's it's pretty short, you know, when you're used to it the is. G1. But I, I figure what's going to happen is he he loses to Moxley, yeah, and uh, and then he loses to Mark Briscoe on the final night. So he ends up with nine points. Yeah, and Jay White beats Moxley on the final night to get twelve points. Match Moxley's twelve and of the tiebreaker. And Jay yeah. White will go to the the finals. That's kind of what I see coming here. I, I can see, see uh, Swerve getting upset by Briscoe. I can see that happen because I don't know why they're having Briscoe lose every single match. I'm like, I'm like, has anyone been wor- booked worse? 
during a tragedy than Briscoe has? Like, normally when this happens, well, but, like... But if they do do that, right? If they do do that he do do, if they do it so that... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at Senator. <laughs> that's the joke they today. Do it that's so all you that... get. That's all the that's some that's my only joke. Yeah, that's I was going to tell you one about my penis, but it was too long. Oh. Anyways, uh, I'm cutting it off there. Anyways, yeah. anyways, what if they do it so that uh, that he beats Swerve, who looks like he's about to win the group on the final night? Then it kind of gives him a redemption, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so what I was, was going to say is, um. I was, I didn't watch Dynamite tonight. I don't know what happened. Uh, my boy was in Montreal. He he uh, watched the Collision taping and he watched Dynamite tonight. Oh, he's one of the five, probably. So, um, and just so y'all know, me and him are going to record a podcast. This is for the listeners. Uh, a podcast, a wrestling podcast, and then we're going to throw it on on the network. Nice. So that will be coming soon, hopefully by the end of this weekend. But um, going back to what Morden was saying about like the dangerous moves and like it ruining the enjoyment, that's kind of why I give WWE a little more props at times, right? Because it is, you can clearly tell that it's like even the raw matches where they want it to be feel like have that main event feel. If you look at a Gunther match, they're not doing crazy moves like that. Like that's something that you can kind of pull off in a safe way. Like it seems like it's a lot more safer at times. So you can kind of enjoy it. Yes. It can be very formulaic at times. Like we know probably in every match, somebody's going to run into the, the post like, you know what I mean? Like, so you can kind of know those stuff are going to happen, but overall the safety of the performers seem to be on a way higher level than it is in AEW. I think AEW tries to be a mainstream indie show, mm -hmm. but the problem is, is that they are weekly. So, and not just one, some performers are there twice a week too pulling off some of these dangerous moves consistently. And then you see the injuries. We saw the, what's his name? Not Dante, Dante Martin. Was it Darius it was Martin? Oh, it was Dante. It was Dante. Dante, like you're seeing that. And then when he comes back, he's expected to do the same type of high-risk maneuvers. If he's not doing the same type of high-risk maneuvers, it's like, oh, he, he's lost a step. And no, it's not he lost a step. He might be trying to protect himself. We saw this with uh, Osprey in New Japan. He realized that he had to kind of change some of his style. Like, yes, he still does some of the high-flying stuff, but he also kind of changed to more of a power heavyweight style when he kind of bumped up. You know what I mean? Like, it's just these guys are going out there killing themselves every week. And it's... Yeah, I agree with you more than it takes away from the enjoyment of it. Like, well, that's what Jade was talking about, right? What, right? Of well, Hunter talked about that with Jade, and Jade even kind of talked about it this week herself. Like Hunter said, like Jade had to unlearn a few things, and Jade said, you know, this is the most professional place I've ever been. Um, and I think it's a little bit of the sense of yeah, just 
big move, big move, big move, big move. And you and I talked about this a long time ago, Morton, and you and I talked about this in a separate pod too, Senator, of it does, it's, can't remember who was talking about it. It was Sean. Sean was joking about it with Hunter uh, and Taker about the super kick, right? And how mm-hmm. ineffective the super kick is now. Like that, that was Sean's move. When he had switching music, boom, it mattered. Uh, how many times do we see a Canadian story? And yeah, it's still cool. But when Petey Williams hit that, you were just like, oh my God. And even with a Spanish fly, right? Those two moves now, you see a Spanish fly or uh, a destroyer in every single match now. And they're still cool to see, but now it's the element of where can we do a destroyer from? Where can we do a Spanish fly from? Not just, oh, wow, he did a Spanish fly. This is crazy. Or he did a destroyer. This is crazy. The element of the craziness of the move is taken away when there's a million other crazy things going on. They've nullified well, the tombstone. Was- I've seen a tombstone through a table and the person got right back up. And I was yeah. like... Gonna say it with the with the DDT, the ultimate yeah. one for me. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when I grew up, Jake Roberts DDT was the ultimate finisher. He put it on outside the ring once on Ricky Steamboat. Steamboat was gone for two months, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now, like you see him outside on the, on the cement, and the guys continuing the match like two minutes later. Um, and, and I totally agree with this senator about the WWE style. It's, it's WWE is one of the reasons why it's successful is because it is vanilla ice cream, and that's okay. Vanilla ice cream is actually the most popular flavor of ice cream. It's mm-hmm. vanilla. You'd think it wouldn't be, but it is. I, I know this because I know a guy who worked in, in an ice cream shop. I asked him, what's the most popular flavor? He said vanilla. Blew my mind up. But mm-hmm. we start thinking about it. I mean, it's 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 just, it's familiar. It's easy to digest. And, and WWE's product is like that. And that's not a knock on them in any way. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very good thing. It's a big reason for their success. Um, you look like you mentioned Will Ospreay. I, I look at Shawn Michaels. When Shawn Michaels, you look at him before his injury and when he came back, he wrestled a completely different style, much safer style. Uh, like Osprey in the big matches, he'll still do something crazy. But week in, week out, most of the time, his style was much, much safer. And yet you could argue he was better the second in his second run than he was in his first. Yeah, you could. That, I mean, look at Ricochet there. Look at Ricochet and WWE compared to what Ricochet would be now, I mean, it's, I guess this kind of comes to, you know, with an Arcada, who we learned is a free agent now, uh, the same time Will is. So this completely changes the complexion of the big free agent now. I do wonder if that's something that goes into Okada's mindset is, yeah, I could go to AW, but do I go to WWE and, you know, have the safer style, the nice paycheck and the American lifestyle that way? Well, Nakamura is his good friend. And Nakamura went to WWE specifically. Because his body was beat up. Yep. That was the big reason That's where I was he loves going. to surf. He's living in living in Florida, loves to surf and and you know, and and like the style on his body is so much easier. And he, you know, him and Okada being tight, I think there's a really good chance that Okada goes there at the end of January when his contract is up. And um and for that exact reason, yeah. I mean, it's and that's a big reason why Nakamura is getting a renewed, you know, push. Uh, or he did have that line about chaos. Remember, he had that yeah, line, about chaos. That line about chaos. Yeah, it, it's absolutely it's absolutely true. Like I just I just kind of look at it and I'm like, when WWE wants to go hardcore, they can go hardcore, but they yeah. it's also a safe hardcore. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. not. We're looking at, I think, AEW, and this is to me this is the knock on AEW like in ring they have such talented performers but their problem is that they always want to go for shock value 
for everything and that can only go for so long you know what i mean like <laughs> like it's the texas death match with swerve and hangman people would be like okay this was an amazing match i came on here and i said this was an amazing match it was that one spot to me with the where the barbed wire kind of was loose on the chair that part there was I was like, okay, that's a little bit too much just because that could have been really dangerous, like yeah. even more dangerous than it actually was. But overall, you're like, okay, this was a this was a, a dope match. The problem that there is is that they consistently try to keep doing the same thing. Like if you pull off a Texas death match once in a while and you don't have a street fight for two pay-per-views, that's not a bad thing. We don't need... Uh, a hardcore match every every pay-per-view we don't need you know what i mean like it's like every match it doesn't need to have this stipulation for some weird reason like you can have you have the talent that can just go in there and just pull off a good match and i think that's kind of like where people are like in the beginning it was like oh this is this is awesome i want to watch it but they overuse the same type of stipulations and all that type of stuff like that's why i like um that's why you got in back in the day when Hell in the Cell just got started. It was, this is ending a feud, right? Like this is how you, it was not, we're going to do a Hell in a Cell this one. And then the next one is going to be a cage match. And then the next one's going to be a Hell in a Cell. No, it was, we're going to end a feud here. Elimination Chamber once a year. Like if they started pulling out Elimination Chambers three times a year, no one would care about it. You know what I mean? Like, they bring it out for like special occasions. And I think that's what AEW needs to start realizing. Like everything doesn't need to be gruesome because not every, you turn away fans when things are repetitively gruesome. Cause not everybody wants to see that. Everybody yeah. doesn't want to see blood in wrestling. Like the indie fans, they don't care. Like they're used to it. They'll watch GCW and GCW has some horrible matches at times. So like nice. it's all <laughs> time. I'll give once in a while they'll have something that was a majority like, of you know? the time. Yeah. But, okay, yeah, so majority the time. yeah. but then, but you're like catering to that crowd. So you're not expanding your actual audience. Yeah. So WWE is able to expand their audience because they work a safer side side. And then on top of that, they can do a hardcore thing if they need to. And even when they do a hardcore thing, it's not too hardcore. Right. Like, yeah. It's yeah, still, I mean, I, mean, I never, Sorry, look at the hardcore match that Becky and Tiff had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, safer, and it was still terrific. Uh, I yeah. never really got a chance to talk about the death match because I missed the next show yeah. after oh, the pay-per-view because right. I was out seeing Finger 11 and One Bad Song. Nice. But um, Finger 11, a little rustling callback to that one. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I feel like that matches every reason why AEW is popular and cool, and also every reason why they'll never grow past where they are now. Mm -hmm. You know, like that. That's how I. That's how that match came across to me. It's like, okay, this is a great match. This is entertaining your core fan base to the maximum degree, and it's not going to add one extra person. In in fact, it'll turn a few people off. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. It's like, do you do you are you happy making money and being number two? Because the path you're on 
you'll make money. You'll be number two forever. Yeah. That first two years, I think they had a real opportunity because the that buzz was there. That buzz was that buzz was there. It was all right. What was the problem with TNA? They didn't have the funding and they had bad creative. That was pretty much what it came down to. Well, they had right? the funding, they just didn't spend it correctly. That's true. They didn't make home stars. Yeah. They didn't make yeah. home stars. So then you look at the AEW. In the beginning, they had all it seemed like stars that people didn't even really know about at times, like major, like mainstream people. They didn't really know about all that stuff. They knew about Chris Jericho. So they may have went over there to maybe watch the Bucks, Chris Jericho. Maybe the Bucks and Kenny, Cody. I even say for I'm I'll put Cody over the Bucks, honestly, just because Cody was from WWE, but Bucks is more indie. It was like the indie audience. So like if you were an indie, if you were an indie fan, you were gonna watch AEW because you saw all these people. You saw the Joey Janellas, you saw um the Bucks, you saw Kenny Omega. So you saw all those ones. But when it came to like names, it was you're getting people with Chris Jericho. You're getting people with Cody Rhodes. Then you were going to get people with uh, John Moxley, fresh coming from WWE, whatever, right? Then all of a sudden you're looking, you're like, oh, now we have Mark Henry. Oh, we have Paul White. Like, it was like, um, what was the issue? Punk. Then they got Punk. And then that brought back some fans again. Yeah. But then you also had Punk which lost you some fans again. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was... and, But then you got Punk, Brian, and Cole. And I would say that right now is probably the apex. That mm -hmm. Arthur Ashe show is probably the height of AEW. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Wembley. Wembley's the height. I mean, you can't say it isn't. But... I would say... I know what you mean in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, though, it was. I mean, even up to before Brawl Out, it was there. But just like when, when they came out of that all-in, when... Cole did and Brian did and they had Punk, you know, have that match against Darby that night. It really felt like this comp even I would say Revolution 2022, you could say was the peak too, right? Uh, that's when it's like this company is on all cylinders and it's far better than WWE right now. And then Brawl Out happened and then things started going down and then you had Andrade and Sammy, you had Sammy and Eddie Kingston and all this other stuff started adding up and i mean it kind of brings us to the story that dave which is kind of talking about look I, before i do say this i don't think aw is going out of business i do think mm -hmm. aw is going to get a big oh, God, uh, no. tv contract um, but um so kevin sullivan left the producer there's apparently a third kevin sullivan wrestling <laughs> somehow um there uh, uh you know the fact that um cody's guy he left forgetting his name uh marshall T. marshall Marshall left uh, because they both didn't like the direction the company was going. Um, the ratings have been down. The audiences have been horrendous. Uh, it actually did look good at Dynamite tonight, I will say. I haven't seen the full crowd, but we've seen the pictures of the collision crowd. That's why I'm excited for your buddy to come on. Um, you know, there's been word about a lot of people that aren't happy. Jeff Hardy had that article that he put out this week, more or less just saying how much he hates it. And exactly, I roll. I don't really give a shit what Jeff Hardy says. Um, no, Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy should just be glad he's getting a paycheck. And then Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy too. Is not, not trusted. If Jeff Hardy is not trusted enough by a promoter to be put in a prominent position, it's Jeff Hardy's fault. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. he literally quit on the WWE so he could go to AEW. So it's your fault. You you had an opportunity to have a title program with Roman Reigns, and you walked out in the company so you could go to AEW. So I don't, I'm not feeling bad for you, Jeff. Matt's bitching about it too. They're apparently asking to quit to go back to WWE. I, I why would Hunter want him back other than to go to the Hall of Fame? You know, with Punk, Punk can draw money. That's why they brought Punk back. What simple and plain, Punk can draw money for them. They're not bringing back the Hard Hardys, maybe for like a Hall of Fame and then maybe for like a cheap Legends pop. But consistently after a month, the Hardys aren't going to draw money. Punk will. They know Punk will mm-hmm. draw money. Even Jericho, they brought Jericho back or Brian, they draw money. Uh, even probably Mark Henry would be a better draw at this point than some of the Hardys, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so you're having th- th- those complaints from people. Uh, Thunder Rosa, everything that kind of went on there. The Britt Baker thing, but I do think that was a shoot that was going on uh, over there. So, it, you know, it's unfortunate. And then Meltzer was just kind of saying like, yeah, there's a lot of people unhappy right now. And then I guess the biggest crux is this Warner Brother thing now that Warner Brother, who owns 30% of AW, was talking to WWE about coming on to Turner uh, for, for Raw and Hunter and uh, Nick Khan met with them. So I don't know what that means. I, I, I don't think WWE is going to Warner. Um, I'll say it on the record. I think they're going to Amazon personally because I think Amazon wants NBA, NFL, and WWE going forward because they've seen how profitable – um, having the NFL is on there to promote their shows. And that's why I think they're going to hard at their NBA and WWE. Um, so it hasn't been a good week for some AW stuff. But again, all that down there, I would still say at the end of the day, it's it's live sports, even if it is 800K. There's a lot of stuff that's not doing 800K anymore. It was funny when Tina Fey was on Saturday Night Live this week, she was talking about how 30 Rock had 6 million and people wanted her canceled because it was lower ratings. Now, if you have a 6 million, you are like a superstar if you have a 6 million rating. Uh, so 800K for AEW is a steal for what, you know, what what they're getting paid and everything. They'll be fine. It is just not, you know, crowds. And I think a big part of it too is, and I guess this kind of contradicts things with the Montreal thing, but I do think they need to go to different locations. They've gone to the East Coast and relied on the East Coast too many times. And then, you know, there is a star making problem right now too with them. You know, they have relied on too many past WWE stars to get in the boost at times instead of building up their young talent. Uh, Darby's gone now doing Mount Everest. Uh, we'll see what the audience is wants for Jungle Boy, but I don't know if he was ever a drawing star. I would say Orange Cassidy was there, but it seems like he's kind of dipped off a little bit right now. Uh, and MGF is a draw, obviously we know, but other than that, like you, you look at what NXT has in the pipe, for example, right now, and there's a y- lot of young talent coming up there. I can't tell you if we were going to do our top ten rising stars that like aren't you know haven't been in a main event or a semi main event or whatever that are on the precipice of like you know breaking through or just like very young and have a, a chance to jump up. I don't know how many of those AEW have right now that have been booked properly. I, uh, I, you know, this yeah. is where. Well, go ahead, Senator. You first. Are you sure? Um, I was just going to say, keep it simple. I'm like, at one point, we thought AEW was one of the best book shows. I can't say that right now. And Tony's not getting Booker of the Year from anyone except for maybe Joel on this podcast. I think that's kind of where my thing is because 
and I hate to make that TNA comparison, but that's where there was a Forbes article about went, the same thing this week. The thought went into it's not. It was, it was like when they won the war, mm-hmm. when they won that NXT AEW war, and. Actually, no. You know what? I'll give it a little bit of time after that. I think the creation of Collision hurt them even more. Yeah, it stretched them. That wasn't their choice. That was Warner. It, but it, you have to understand. I mean, you have to understand. I mean, like, okay, let's put it this way. We were talking about Akata earlier. When I say, if I'm Akata, I go to WWE. And part of it was the style. Another part of it is there is probably... They probably have four or five guys who you would say are main event guys. Mm-hmm. And then they probably got 10 or 12 guys that are upper mid card, which is mm-hmm. the right amount to have. They probably have two guys that are main event in, in AEW, but they probably got 22 guys that are upper mid card. It's so, I mean, it's true. You'd think that that would be good for collision because type of collision because you get to see these people, but the way it's been booked and the way it's been separated and the and and nobody on collision feels like that big a star, even if they are in the upper mid card position. I mean, I, if I'm him, I don't want to have to fight through. I mean, I, I see guys like Keith Lee and all these talented guys who aren't able to fight through all the upper mid card. There's too many of them, too many guys yeah. on the same level. And now you're adding Will Ospreay, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just one more. And and this is hurting them is that. They don't have a lot of main event guys, and they have too many guys that are upper mid card, and not enough guys that are seen as jobbers. Even mm-hmm. it's okay to have those guys; they they serve a role. And you know, if that's the role of the Hardys, then they should shut up and take the paycheck. Sorry, did I say that yeah. already? No, they should. I, I mean, Jeff Hardy was my worst wrestler last year, so I agree. I completely agree with your Hardy take because to me, and anytime I hear Jeff Hardy complain, I'm like, all right, just shut up, like. And for me, for Matt Hardy, I'm like, you've never been the wrestler that drew people. It was not you to be the person. Everybody everybody cared for the Hardys because of Jeff, because they wanted to see what crazy thing you Jeff had was one do. one time, Matt, when it you was were just a broken. 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 Yeah. And then you left that company and then ended up having to like just chill. Like you you guys they put yourself complain. in these positions and then yeah. and I don't like to talk about people's personal life, but even your wife, your wife doesn't make the situation any better. So let's no. just, let's just cut all of that out. Um, but yeah, no, more than you're absolutely correct about, about how everybody is positioned in, in AEW, because right now, was it last week or two weeks ago? It was after Survivor Series. And we were saying, when you're looking at, when you looked at, that main event scene right there from the war games match and the males males match alone you're looking at five baby face main eventers like you could throw those guys in at any point and that was minusing or, and, and then and we're not even, heels or heels yeah and you're looking at the heels and they that's right, not even including that's not even including the bloodline at that point right like yeah. you're not including those guys there so it is you have the levels you have your akira tozawas right but even with him in kind of that jobber role it's still a comedic job jobber role where it's not as not looked at as bad you know what i mean like 
the, he still looks as a person on the show. Some of these people is like on AW, you're like, where have you been for the past six months? Like you, abandoned. You, it's like, yeah, and then oh, you yeah. come out and then, and then you look at a bandito who yeah. was positioned to be like a higher at that point can never stay healthy at this point right now. Remember when Dragon Lee went to WWE and they're like, poor Dragon Lee. It's like, ah, I think I'd rather be Dragon Lee no. than Bandino right now because Dragon Lee's in a really good position and push. He, he's probably going to face Dom at WrestleMania more than likely in a good spot. And what you talked about, Senator, I hate to fucking give this guy. Ever, this is the only time I've ever mentioned anything positive about this fucker on the pod. But Vince Russo, the one thing that he did good during the Attitude Era is he said, I needed... People to care about the Stone Cold Steve Austin, but the next level, they need to care about what Draws is doing and what Delo's doing. And what you just said about Tozawa is exactly what's happening right now. I like everyone in that show, when they come on from all the women, all the men feel like they have their own kind of individual spots now on the show. Like some people feel a little lower, like the new day could feel better right now. But when I when I see you know Alpha Academy, they matter. When they you know they fit where the creeds are, they matter. Even with all the women stuff, they're trying to fit the women into better positions. How they matter, and that was kind of the way they wanted to go during the Attitude Era. To the point, Tommy Dreamer brought up this point that you did in Busted Open Radio, and he he believes this right now for WWE is their peak. He believes this is now higher as far as consistent booking than the Attitude Era. To the point, him, Bully Ray, and Mark, and I, and I haven't got your guys' thoughts on this. They think this could beat WrestleMania 17 this year. This could be the best WrestleMania that's ever happened in the history of the company because of the consistent booking that they've had. Yeah, the in-ring is not as good as AEW, but what is? Japan and AEW have, you know, again, we talked about the different level. But, I mean, Senator pointed out in our group chat, Raw was really good this week for in-ring, but they kind of go back to my point. What Senator said was so perfect because that's the goal. You want to have people care just as much as Cody Rhodes or CM Punk, or Seth Rollins, and when they see Tozawa, and feel like he's going, Tozawa is not just as silly anymore either. You have some respectability for what Tozawa is going to be. And now you have this truth thing where you're kind of now, it's kind of the Sami Zayn thing more or less, but eh, whatever. You're kind of hoping now the truth gets to be part of the Judgment Day, and those skits you're kind of looking forward to as well. So I I will give Hunter credit of how good he's gelled the comedy side of things uh, lately as well. I look at truth more as... And I don't know if you guys will remember this one. It's not that long ago, but I more look at the truth one as Goldust and Booker T. When you look at mm, when you look at a, our that, truth, that's, and, there you go. Thank you. That's well, better. Right, like that's kind of how I look at it, and it was not a hard thing to book that. Right, and our truth yeah. is, our truth was coming off an of injury. You don't know if he's fully uh, ring clear at this point right now. But what made our truth our truth for the past eight years? Comedy, his comedy, right? You can always just slate him in there, right? And it's not really taking away too much time off the show. It might be a two minutes, but uh, I'm looking at I look at this raw, and I put it in the group chat, and then me and you talked about raw. it, Josh. It was a really good raw. And I said my only knock was that the women's matches were a little were a little sloppy this week, yeah. but from what we what everyone's expectation was when Nakamura misted Cody to the promo that they did this week, 
I think that might have been one of the best short-term change in a program with the promo that Nakamura's ever had in he WWE. should win on monday even like, if it's dq knock has to win on monday it was yeah i was like this is this was a perfect promo for him like not matters yeah, right overall now. just the anger matters. was yeah well and, and i like and it's funny like it. you're, you're mentioning this and you're talking about the comedy and and as we're talking about it i realized when we are talking about and thinking about AEW, I'm not quite as excited about it. A lot of that is since uh, Adam Cole has been off TV and I haven't had him and MJF mm-hmm. doing all those mm-hmm. backstage segments that entertained the, the hell yeah. out of me. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't yeah. seem like much, but that made a big difference. Well, those they're trying to do the Roddy really voice thing, and it's 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 kind of stupid. Yeah, Roddy's fine. It's a, it's a one joke. It's a joke. It works once, but you can't do it yeah. three times a second. No. Yeah, you can't do it with everybody's nice. name because they saw like I think they saw the Tony Storm thing. Yeah. Like that'll be his gimmick. He yells live. Like that that's like a Vince thing back in the day. It's like, ah, it'd be hilarious if he jumped his voice. Exactly. Exactly. But the problem, but yeah, the I mean, problem is Adam Cole at... and MJF are I'm missing those that chemistry of the, the the bromance and the backstage thing that vignettes and the you know, looking at the kangaroos kicking and yeah. all that stuff. That that stuff was fun. I miss But you it. had it, but you have it. They had a replacement for it, but they kept using it for picture and picture. That timeless yeah. Tony Storm right. thing could have been that thing to kind of replace it. Sure. And they kept putting it through picture and picture, or they would keep doing one like a quick one minute thing where it's just a quick interview, whatever, right? You could have had a couple of those segments throughout the show and it'd just be like Cause she with the with the Mar- Maria May and for some reason now Luther matters a little bit more because of this program. You know what I mean? Like it's just you you could have once you had that part fall off. I think sometimes they try to shift, and what's not really helping them at this point. Straight up, you have Matt Jeff Hardy and you have Ric Flair. These three things mm-hmm. are not are not helping your program. Because no. even Ric Flair now was like, I'll leave if I'm like embarrassing the thing. You shouldn't have made that promo in the first place. What the uh, the 18 to 25 year old? 18 to one? 20, yeah. And Sting's like, pissed off at him for it. Sting doesn't want to be near him about it. That's why Tony made the couple of, we don't pay Ric Flair, he pays us. Well, it doesn't help when I watch Dynamite and I see a giant woo energy thing pop up for this piece of shit on your on your on your uh and the first thing I see when I watch Dynamite is woo energy, like big things on the Titan Tron. It's embarrassing. He's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, just... he's, he's been embarrassing. And I go, like, we can go back for many different parts, but to me, the official, the official one that made me go, I don't ever want to see this guy on my screen again, was the Lacey Evans one. Oh, yeah, she oh, has the interview. She has an interview coming up with uh, Chris Van Vliet. So that'd yeah. be interesting. Could be. Could be, yeah. So how would you guys book Okada if you're bringing him into each company? I, if you're bringing I, him to WWE, if you're bringing him to WWE, how would you book him? WWE, I mean, it depends. Is it? Like, we don't know if it's February or if it's after Wrestle Kingdom. If it is after Wrestle Kingdom, you have knock like... I heard it's, I heard it's end of January. So not Royal Rumble. 
Okay, because I was going to say, like, you have knocked it. Because the match is Nakamura. That's the match. Or is it AJ? See, I think it's Gunther. I think it's... I, I, think, I, I, think, I it's, think Gunther's locked into Brock. But, it, I mean, it could be. What's the bigger match? I mean, that's what I would do, is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that's the direction they're going in. I'm saying that's what I would do. I would give him the IC title and move... Gunther over to mm. having a chance at the world title and and move him on because Gunther, as much as he is upper mid card slash almost main event level, the people he defends against are consistently mid card still. Don't so I Brock mean, I'd go. like to see him against some of those higher guys. Brock would not be obviously. Brock would be main event, but yeah. yeah where would Brock go in the card then? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just. I just know that's that's what I would do. I would Brock and Austin. I, let's I think do that's it. A good position for Okada. He could have a good a good wrong eight nine month long reign with some great matches. Yeah, and it would really get him over and establish him familiarity. Then again, how much do, does familiarity matter? I mean, remember AJ came in and was immediately incredibly over, even though people yeah. hadn't seen his matches. They knew the reputation. It might be the same with Okada. I think. Yeah. I do like that. I do like that. But the one thing I will say, one little pushback I do have about the AJ one, they did it and he debuted in Orlando and that was like the home of TNA. So he already, so you came out with that big pop. I don't know if they're in Tampa, Rebels in Tampa. They're in Tampa. Yeah. Um, So you got, okay. So I'll say WTNA crowd over there. I know this might sound, might sound ridiculous, but I would have, the Creed brothers beat Judgment uh, Judgment Day for the tag titles. Oh, I have a tag team thing after this too, so please do. And then I would have, because they would be kind of the baby face, and I think have a Chaos reunion, win the mm-hmm. belt, have Okada turn on Shinsuke for a face turn, And then have him start elevating from there. I think I don't know exactly how many WWE fans are going to be as aware of Okada. Like, well, the thing is, AJ, yes, he had that pop in Orlando, but two weeks later, they were on a house tour in uh, California, and all the reports were coming in that he was being treated by the fans like mm-hmm. the biggest star. And that's what Vince had on the, to change on the too. card at these house shows yeah. two weeks later. So remember, he was I supposed mean, to face Ryback and job out, and that changed Vince's mind. Vince is like, "Oh shit, I didn't know he was as big of a star. He was the pit bull at that point, and he's supposed it's, to job out to Ryback." Yeah. And then it's Vince absolute, changed his mind. It's absolutely true. I think there's two things that plays a bigger factor for AJ compared to Okada, right? And and one was AJ debuted with that huge pop. And then his in-ring continued to be the in-ring, right? So, like, I think remember Vince and Stephanie had that promo at the start of that Raw, and they chanted AJ Styles. Yeah, like, I think once, for people that may not have even really watched TNA or whatever, when when somebody comes out and they have that huge pop right away, you'll go back and start looking at the stuff, because you're going to be like, am I missing something? Am I... Yeah, am I the one missing yeah, something? I mean, the so, person needs to be cheering and going crazy. I must be missing something unless I'm cheering and going crazy yeah. too. So I think that kind of that's why only reason why I brought that up was because it's like if he came out and nobody really 
said anything and the crowd wasn't because remember when he got eliminated they were still chanting aj styles aj mm -hmm. styles and they were booing all that stuff Kevin so Owens. now everyone's like wait who is this guy right like if you didn't know who he is like wrestling fans know who he is casual fans may not because if they didn't watch tna right so um i think and, a lot of people have heard the name of Carlo. Yeah. If he has been on uh aw a few times i think that helps you know to, to he's help 36 by the way he's yeah he's young he says he's i think he, i think you could build the i think for him, the only reason why i say a tag team is just because i think that that slow build with somebody that's already established where he can kind of be like this is my brother type thing right because we don't know exactly what's going to happen with the Usos, that would be an incredible match. If you have like a Nakamura Okada Uso match, like that would be really good. Um, yes. And I think if you can put a belt on him quickly, it helps yeah. it helps out. Which um, is where I was going with yeah. Gunther. Yeah. Are you I, yeah. Gunther or Gunther guys, by the way? Are you Gunther or Gunther, Gunther guys? Gunther. 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 But I think, by the way, I think I, 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 oh yeah, go for center. Then I'll tell you my point. I was just going to say, I think Gunther and Brock is locked in. I don't think they're going to change that. And my plan, and like I said, I think it's Gunther loses the belt shortly after that, after the WrestleMania. Yeah. And then it's him and Seth. Because mm. you don't think he Punk's winning the Mania? You don't think Punk's, Punk's going to win a Mania? I don't think Punk's going to win that Mania. Because as much as as much as you can say it's business and whatever merchant stuff, it's still Seth. The crowd yeah, it makes more sense has, for Seth to win and, and Punk to show it he can be professional and do business, right? Exactly. And they're still gonna they're still gonna knock him down the peg. You're not you're not you're not gonna come in here and act like you like you did in AEW. Like it's, it's true. I mean, look at Brock when he came in. His first match was against Cena. Lost. Cena beat him. Nobody remembers that. Yep. But Cena beat him in his first match back because they wanted to establish that Brock would do business. Mm -hmm. Same as Sting. And, and it's like, you know, I think it'd be the same thing. Uh, yeah. On your point, I do agree. I, I'm, I haven't put this in the record yet, so I'm glad we talked about tag teams. I think that Theory and Grayson are winning those tag team championships sometime before Mania. Uh, and I would assume in Australia, in the Perth show. Man, I like the bitter beer face from that. Uh, it's not even about it's not about Grayson. It's about theory. I don't like. Theory. I know, it's, like, but it's not about it's about it's about setting up Grayson for his moment. Yeah. So you, what you could do is is you could do a triple threat match, have the Creeds potentially be the champion to that point, and um, the Creeds are going to go there to face Grayson and Austin, and maybe in your theory there that Knock and Okada are the champions, and they don't lose, and that's when Knock turns an Okada. Then you set up the Knock and Okada feud. And then to Morton's part, then Brock loses to um, uh, Brock loses to Gunter, and then at the next pay per view, then you could potentially set up Okada and Gunter, and then Okada is the one that beats Gunter. So you get the Okada, you get the you get the match versus Nakamura that sets everything up there to beat him. You get the Brock and Gunter match that everybody wants. You establish Okada at WrestleMania beating someone that's known in Nakamura, and then you get to put the belt on him and go into SummerSlam with him as the champion still. Do they have another Australian? Like, I'm trying to think. I feel like they do in NXT, but I can't uh, put my name on They have um, Candice's part, Indy Hartwell. Yeah, Indy. 
Yeah, Andy Hill. Okay. And, I was looking for another person he could no, somebody he could team with other than they're uh, trying to Austin get Peyton Spots. and Billy, I would assume. They're gonna try to get them. I mean Billy Kay, I think she's due. Does Billy Kay have her baby yet? Uh I don't think I don't know. They don't post. If, if she, by the way, sorry, I know this isn't uh this is a wrestling podcast, but the Yankees got Soto. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Tawny soon. We're Tawny soon. It's going to happen. We're Tawny soon. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Seven player deal. That is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Wow. We'll talk about that on 7K. Wow. 7K. 7K it is. Yeah. Sorry. Is Otani going to pull a, a Harden and freaking go to the Jays at like midnight tonight and make me just like lose my entire night. No, you're good. Don't worry. <laughs> you're, you're good. Um, more than, so going back to your question for AEW. It's Kenny. It's Kenny. It would have it's to Kenny. be Kenny. It's Kenny. Right it's away. It's Kenny a revolution. You get it right. A revolution. You booked a revolution. I mean, cause I would assume Wembley is him and will. I'd assume that's Wembley. Um, I mean, I guess you don't have to go right to Okada. I mean, you could do the Battle of the Lariat still with him and Hangman as well. You could do him and Max if Max is still the champion at that point. I I I put him in him and another guy who has the last few weeks disappeared. I do him in Takeshita. Mm, is actually that one either. first. You know, I, that's 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 how I come in and he actually sides with Omega. Setting up when one of them turns on one another against Don Callis and, and him and Takeshita because I think that'd be great for Takeshita and I think they'd have an incredible match. And you know, because if he's going to AEW, it is about having the best matches because it's not about him necessarily being champion, just because again, so many guys deserve mm-hmm. the belt, you know. So it's yeah. it's too many guys to fight through. I got a name for you. For his first first feud, Eddie okay. Kingston. Because Ooh, love it, because Eddie would be great to hold it, uh, hold down that whole uh, back and forth on the mic. Eddie could do that, right? As like that can build him up. Like I've I've wrestled in New Japan. I've wrestled that style, and you've been the king of that style. Whatever you know, what I mean, like he can really yep. make elevate him. If there's one person on the mic that can really elevate him that doesn't even need the victory, Eddie. Because then you can go over Eddie on is him. Definitely, that's Eddie's a good one. And Eddie, like Okada speaks pretty good English, yeah. better than Knack did when he uh-huh. got there, better than you know Takeshita or something, yeah. something like that. Like he he speaks pretty good English actually, but Eddie Kingston. Well, his would be wife is guy. far more famous than him, too, the way so yeah. So that's I think maybe that could be part of WWE as well with the attention that he would get in WWE and how maybe that could reflect on his wife in North America as well of bringing her talent North America side as well. We have to consider that about how big she is a like a I heard this today in a pod and I don't know how true it is. I just know she's a super duper star but someone said she's almost as big as like she's like a almost like Taylor Swift big in Japan. Mm-hmm. And again, she's I, bigger I'm than not, he is. Oh. Yes, 
Yes. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. How about the idea of this Austin Punk thing that got thrown around? The people in ah. WWE are confident it could happen. Well, then if that's the case, then it's Okada and Seth then. Then you do Okada and Seth. I don't know if it's WrestleMania. I don't know when it is. I'm just saying this match. Like, what are your I think it would be Mania. Bully, Bully unbusted open seemed to think if it happened, it would happen at Mania. I think he said that uh, Austin said he had like three more matches in him potentially or something a few more maybe that's what the words were uh if you do it then you do that at mania but then that's the main event of night one right it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think that uh, suddenly the women aren't getting a main event i think for, even for if it's seth and punk i don't know if that's the main event right now it might be but i don't know but if it's austin it's if it's austin and punk that's definitely a main event that probably makes me go to Philly. That probably makes me go to Philly, to be honest. I was really hard on Punk last week, and you uh, think? Honestly, not even as hard hard as I wanted to be. <laughs> and yet, I'll just put my water I, out. I, as soon as I heard that match, I went God, that that sit where they were both sitting down in the chair doing that promo for the video game. Like, what was it? Ten years ago? It's thirteen. Damn, yeah. that was good. I, I want to see that. Like, he got something I would want to see because the promos would be so, so incredible. Yeah. Well, if, if that was the case with Seth, then and you got Okada, then you'd do Seth and Okada, right? Oof. Uh, probably. Yeah, probably. Depending on what the crowd reaction is. Or unless, unless you know you have Austin and, and if you know you have Austin and Punk, let's say right now they already talked to Steve and they're like, he's like, God damn, son, yeah, I'll do it. And they face, they That's have Punk good. and Austin. Thank you. Uh, they have Austin and they have Punker right now. Could they didn't save Drew and Seth for Mania for round two of that? And then I Drew think... gets maybe his moment there, and you could even do the priest cash in. Everything kind of still works there, and then Cody could be a back-to-back Rumble winner. But I, I, I really just don't see Cody winning the Rumble. Or you could do a triple threat and do Sammy, Drew, and and Seth. Um, mm. I think it's too far out for all of that, and I think it's really tough. Yeah. These free agents are throwing a wrench in things. Yeah, well, when you got one like Okada, like Will was, Will was like, okay, well, and I think we kind of heard the news this week that you heard the Sasha stuff, right? So Sean Ross Sapp, so Sean Ross Sapp and Melter both confirmed uh, she was pretty much all but the go to AW, and those plans are gone. She she is not going to AW. It sounds like she is. Um pretty much wwe bound at this point um and i would assume that has something to do with everything we talked about with the bailey stuff so and that's why with the julia stuff too i don't know i don't think julia would matter at mania because you talk about someone that we know but i don't even think senator and i know the name julia and i've seen some julia stuff and you've seen julia i don't even know how much julia stuff you've seen more we just know that she's a big star i know she's a big star more than stuff i've seen a little bit on youtube so she probably is NXT then, I'd assume, right? She wouldn't do Mania, I can't imagine. I would think Although yeah, she's NXT ready, but she's ready, but yeah. 
my yeah, so Sasha, Sasha's another free agent. And maybe they'll put a Carter in NXT. You ever think of that? Maybe. Um, I I just can't think of the women's matches with Sasha if Sasha's involved because then that horsewoman's match is there against damage control. And if you do that, then like we kind of talked about last week, then I don't know where you go. I guess you could do Rhea and Belair. And then maybe Io just keeps the title and she doesn't defend it, I guess. But I think you need at least three women's matches at Mania at the minimum. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out my hypotheticals now. I'm gonna have How about the tag titles. You didn't mention the women's tag. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt Senator, but it's just you said three matches. Well, wouldn't that be the third match? Women's tags would be one. Should be, but I would almost yeah. one, yeah. I mean I would like to see Chelsea on Mania. She deserves it. Uh, it'll be like a four-way match, to tell you the truth. It'll probably, probably. be like Chelsea, Piper, um, Katana probably be Raquel and, and Nia. Casey. Let's be honest. It'll be Raquel and Nia as a team. Maybe. And then the Witches. Oh, yeah. Um, but here's what I, could, what I could potentially see. And this is going to be ridiculous but depending on where Dakota Kai is mm. if she's not healthy then you could have a damage control and the only reason why I'm putting this name in here is because I know she likes to work with the younger ones like the up and coming stars you have Bailey you have Sasha you have Jade where she doesn't have to do too much, right? And then if there's one person that can be in the ring with Jade, whatever, Bailey is a really good coach. Mm -hmm. So if you really want to gain that experience, having her work with Bailey and Asasha for whatever style that you're trying to get them, get her to un unlearn and relearn. That's not a bad those idea. Those would be the two people that, because you've already seen improvements with Dom. When you're looking at since he joined Judgment Day, yeah, that is that could be something there because then, so you, then don't you, still have have you still have Becky Rhea then you still have Becky Rhea then Becky Rhea and then Bel Air and you could Flair I guess you could have Bel Air Flair yeah and then you have those three because then at least you're showcasing Jade in a big stage but you don't like have it. to you don't have to overuse her. Where mm -hmm. if she you don't think that she's a hundred percent ready, but good enough to be able to have highlights in the match. Okay. So before we kind of move on to NXT, because we've been circling around here, here okay. I want I want everyone to and we can either do this today or we can wait till next week to give me your WrestleMania card. Maybe we'll do this next week. So you Let's can do it next week. Yeah, next we week, time. give next me week. your WrestleMania card. Write it down. And then we will see come WrestleMania who gets the closest. Yeah, early predictions. Let's do not, it. not, and not what you want, what you think is going to happen. Yeah. So if you do think Austin and Punk's going to happen, go for it. Yeah, let's okay. do that next week. That'll yeah, be the episode next week. There is like the big kind of wild cards. I mean, Brock, I guess, isn't a wild card. We're all assuming Gunter, but Rock and Austin are. I don't think Rock has a match. I just don't see it. He starts shooting Moana in January. Um, I'm assuming he won't Disney won't let him go and do a match. I think the Rock's days of wrestling are done. 
Yeah, and he's and around that time is when, like the XFL stuff starts picking yeah. up again too, yeah. and yeah, all that stuff. So if Disney gets SmackDown, maybe he'll be allowed to wrestle. Maybe. Yeah, I just maybe. don't see Rock do another match. So yeah, next week let's do that because I think we're talking around it. So like, make your you pick your WrestleMania card next week, and we'll go with that. Uh, before we get to NXT. Just wanted to go back to AW really quickly. I fucking hate this devil thing. It's it's so stupid. It's just a bad. Um, what was the thing that uh, uh, Ali was in? Retribution. It's retribution. It's like a bad nexus. It's a bad aces and eights in it as well. But aces and eights worked. Like aces and eights was like maybe I'm remembering this bad. Well, aces and eights was wasn't big, half no, bad. It was big. The biggest um, outside of the the. Ultimate Warrior Death Show, and the the uh, the um, Randy Savage Death Show that we did for We Talk Wrestling. Our biggest show ever was on Aces and Eights. Was it the Bully Turn? It was, was it predicting the, was it the wedding. The did you pick? It was bully? predicting who was the leader. Pardon me. Did you guys pick Bully? No, I can't no. remember who we picked, but we did not have Bully. Mm-hmm. So uh, Aces and Eights had that same run that NWO did, where it was, it worked really well until they started add way too many people in there, and then yeah, yeah. it was, what is happening right now? Yeah, but Bully was over, man. Bully was a big deal there for a bit, and with this, like, I don't even care anymore who the devil is. Like, I'm just kind of like, can we just get this over because this does not match your product. And it's not booked well either. Like, I don't know if you saw last week, Wardlow had like his hair all messed up because he had one of the, it was very obvious he was in one of the suits and his hair was all messed up because of wearing the the, the cheap mask that he was in. I just, I just don't care. Like it's the, it's the, it's the least I care about anything on the show. I think it's, the, tur- the content of the tournament has be been working, cool. But yeah. it's not. No. Yeah, that's. That's basically it. it should be working. Because we all it's believe it's Max. I think we all and, believe it's and, Max. And the fact that the devil spoke last week and sounded so stupid, the yeah. voice modulator that you have taken over the arena. Yeah. All right, let's let's do NXT. Yeah, let's get out of here. Because yeah, that was uh I was not a fan of that. All right, NXT. And before we get to, before we yeah, get to ahead. NXT, this is still on NXT. Uh, speedy recovery, Wesley. Yeah, man, that sucks, man. Yeah, that you sucks. saw, you saw, you saw the pain when he was speaking. Is that North yes. American title cursed? No, like no one's allowed to face Dom to get hurt. No, like he said, or, or cut. The, hurt or the, cut. Yeah, the women's title is cursed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, and I guess too, just in SmackDown, who do you think uh, in Logan Paul's um, challenge? Who the NXT talent is? Everyone thinks it's Mellow. I think it'll be something like Axiom or something, probably. Well, Axiom has been doing some stuff on the main roster, so it could be. Yeah, him. I think he's already I think it could fall up. And he had a hype video and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that's like this match, Axiom versus Nathan Frazier. I could see whoever wins that match. Well, is the uh, is the is the spot? It's gonna be Axiom because no one wants to hear it. Uh, Die Jack, maybe? No. No. Uh, All right, Axiom. Okay. Well, let's get to the show. It's, a, it's 
It's a good, it's a good show. By the way, the pre-show, Axiom versus Nathan Frazier. Who do you have? Axiom. Okay. Axiom. Um, we have unless a single is, unless he's actually come to think of it, I'll go with Nathan Frazier, assuming Axiom is called up and that he's putting over our talent on the way out. Sure. Um, we know what the first match is because they confirmed it on the show. One is closing and one is opening. Uh trick is closing, Mello's opening. Uh Mello versus Lexus King. Mello. Pick Mello to win. Yeah, this Lexus Lex King is not is working. Bad. It's not working, no. I think they're going with Lexus King. I don't think they're giving up on him that easy. They should, but I don't think they are. You know what's interesting? When we saw him at Dungeon Wrestling, I didn't want to say anything because I was like, yeah, we should be grateful that he's at this Dungeon show. He's the AW star and he's Pillman's kid. But I was just watching him at Dungeon Wrestling. I'm like, I don't think he's very good. But I didn't want to say anything. He was facing Mo and everything, and Mo was happy to have him there, and everybody and Brett and everyone were happy to have Pillman's kid, so I didn't want to be the asshole. Right. And we were like near some of Brett's family and stuff like that. And knowing how close the Pillmans are, I didn't want to be that asshole that said anything. But I remember even going, I think, to Peter Klein. I was like, I don't think Pillman's good. And he's like, no, he's good. But even that kind of like, like you you don't know type of thing. Like, no, no, we're happy just to have an AW talent here. But now you're just like, eh, he might not be that good. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go mellow because I think it's going to play out in the end. Yeah, I do too. Uh, a steel cage match. Roxanne Perez versus Kiana, Kiana James. Should be a good match. I want Kiana James to win. So I'm going to go Kiana James. I'm going to go with Kiana too because Roxy, it could be time. She's young. I think I I'm going to think it's time. Actually, Historically, this is the time. Cora. Cora. Cora is gonna fuck her. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick a Kiana because Cora is gonna fuck her. I think we see the return of Cora Jade in this match. Historically, this is the exact type of match Roxanne never loses. Yeah, ever. She always wins this type of match yeah. in this situation. But I think it's James this time. I'm. I'm uh, yeah, I'm going Kendra. You guys see Cora Jade in this match like I do. For me. You think? Do you see the return of Cora Jade in this match like I do? I don't. It's I a cage be... match. If you have outside interference in cage matches, yeah, I don't. You ruin the whole point of the step. Well, I can see her like kind of coming, trying to run, like jump over the cage, and she has like a kendo stick or some shit. I don't know. Or she slams that. She slams the door in her head. I don't. I don't see her. I don't see her here. Uh, North American Championship: Dirty Dom versus Dragon Lee. Um. Think Dragon Lee. I'm gonna go Dragon Lee in this one. I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna go Dragon Lee because because then the, he can bring the belt to SmackDown and then that type of feud with yeah. Santos they need another belt. Roman. Oh, did you hear? I haven't got a. I think Sean Ross Sapp brought this up, but have you heard the reason why Roman has not been wrestling as much? No, no. Um, just because of the the damage, and I have no fully confirmation on this, but this was going around this week from some of the dirt sheet stuff, so not fully confirmed. I believe Meltzer or Sean Rossap did bring this up. Uh, of because of the damage the cancer did on his body, he's not wrestling as much anymore because some of the scars inside don't heal as much when he takes bumps and stuff like that. 
So he that's why he is trying to not, you know, put as much wear and tear on his body. That's that that's sense. logical. That's very possible. And um, if that's the case, then, you, you know, I, I appreciate that he, he's taking care of his body first, but get the belt off him, will you? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully everything's okay with him. But I, I say that because then if you have the North American title, this is another title. It's a title to defend because Logan Paul's not going to be there either. So you have two champions that aren't going to be there to defend titles, and you don't have the tag team championships really there that much. So at least with Dragon Lee, you can have some matches for a title there because I don't think EO, well, EO, I guess she's kind of doing this gauntlet that Bel Air is going to lead to her right now. Um, but my point is, Dragon Lee, like Senator said, at least can have a title to defend. And I also see kind of um, Judgment Day having this fall because I do think the Creeds are going to be. You have one less title to defend on NXT then. Yeah. I still, I still think Dragon Lee will go back. I think he'll be there because he got an early call up. I think he got called up earlier than they thought. Because I, but I do see the Judgment Day starting to lose some belts here. I see Dom losing. I see the Creeds winning the title, like we were talking about. I think Dom retains. That's my okay. Um, the Iron Survivor men's match: Dijak, Trick Williams, Josh Briggs, Breaker, Bate. I'm going with Trick. I'm going with Trick, too. I think that's a good pick. I think, you know, this match, we talked about how AEW is like a, a hardcore match in WWE is safer than an average match in AEW. But the same is not quite true for NXT. NXT is not as dangerous as AEW, but more dangerous than the main roster for sure. Yeah. I just hope everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a wild one. I'm going to go with Bate. Whoa. Tyler Bate. Interesting. Be a good match. Because I think Melo is going to screw Trick. I could see that too. Well, I think that I think we all agree, though, that storyline, something with Trick, is the the point of the match. Yeah. Uh, the women's iron survivor match, Tiffany Stratton, last legend with the slam hurled around the world. Well done. She's gotten better in the ring, man. You talk about improving in the ring. She's gotten better. She was garbage, just absolute trash in the ring. And she's gotten way better, better in the ring, better on the mic. Doing the stuff she's done with Noam Dar has been huge for her. Yeah. Uh, Blair Danvorport, Davenport, Kalani Jordan, and Fallon Headley. I will go with Kalani Jordan. Uh, I'm going Davenport. Not going Davenport because Nikita Lyons just returned, so they're gonna mm. they're gonna build to that one. I think um, Tiffy's too obvious. Tiffany is. Pretty obvious. And Lola I can see has Lola Vice has the the breakout tournament championship. So that's gonna lead to a match. You know what? Give me Fallon Henley. I like it. I like Fallon. Just because I think it'll be one of those ones where it's like a feel-good moment, but then she loses to Lyra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think all of us kind of had the same thinking with with Tiff. I think she's either it's either yes. too obvious and she'll do it at Mania weekend, 
or she's getting the call up. Yeah, Tiff is. She's probably she's. I would say a hundred percent in the rumble. She's a hundred percent in the rumble. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't think this is the main event, but I like to save the title matches for last. Dragonoff versus Corbin. Dragonoff. Yeah, I, I got Dragonoff because just, they couldn't be so stupid. Not Sean. Not Sean. Sean has not done. Not Sean hasn't. Unless Dragonoff is going up. Unless Dragonoff is That's, going up. That was my. That was my pick. That was that. That could also thing. be the Gunther Mania. Pick match. somebody other than Corbin. Pick somebody else. Yeah. If that's. But that's like no. Way. He's too involved with Trick and Mellow. He's too involved with that. Dragging off. My yeah. My only thing is if Dragonoff is being called up because they've been talking about that for a while. Yeah. For him to be a part of Imperium at one point and all that stuff. So makes sense with how they're losing. So. Uh, you know what? Keep yes, that's Bring up one of the most natural in-ring baby faces. The yeah, guy who takes make him his, a heel. And make him a heel. <laughs> Take a guy who today's Mikey Whipwreck. All he does is get the hell beat out of him and keep fighting back and make him a heel. Yeah. True heel. Um, you know what? I'm just going to go with Dragunov too, but you know his call-up is coming really soon. I could see Dragunov winning this, and then he loses the title to Trick, and then we have Trick and Mello at Mania Weekend. I kind of think that's I think that's the direction. That could be a thing too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's really interesting as we were doing this. I remember us doing NXT pay per views seven months ago, and we're just like, Senator, what's happening here? Senator, what's happening here? <laughs> Senator, what's happening here? And like, not having really an opinion. And now we're like, oh yeah, this, and then this. I'm like, shit, this is where this is where we're back with NXT again. Yeah, they like they've improved and their booking has gotten better. Like I said, there's been some stuff that's been absolutely ridiculous that we're like, oh, that's NXT 2.0 right there. And yeah. then there's other stuff where you're <laughs> like, that was booked really well. But when the one thing that always lived up was their PLEs, their PLEs mm-hmm. always the PLEs have been fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And nothing will be better than Trick Williams coming out and Booker T doing the ad libs. So they're calling the end of Dynamite, by the way, a Vince Russo swerve. Yeah, it didn't really work very well. They're I having a fine match. So and just what's her name? Nick Wayne's mom is not like I'm watching Tony Storm tonight. I'm going, you know, Tony Storm is a sports entertainer. Mm-hmm. Nick Wayne's mom is not a performer at all. In oh, and by way. the way, the the it's very obvious that the match that Maria May set up for herself is against Tony Storm. It's very obvious because you won't see the opponent. And I that's wouldn't be shocked true. if that's the match at World's End. If she, she has a mystery opponent at World's End, it's Maria May. Yeah. Maria May. Uh, sen- uh, uh, Senators do the jokes. Morton, you do the jokes. What? I, I joke, just, joke of the I, week. I was told I wasn't supposed to do a joke. I don't have a joke. I mean, I have an observation. You know, I think, I think the reason why Santa's sack is so big is because it only comes once a year. But... Uh, other than that, I just have a story I'd like to tell you about. Uh, you know, I, and, th- and this is a hundred percent true story. You know, and it's not it's not funny at all. Don't don't laugh. Uh, you know, that. I mean, this is kind of sweet actually. Is what I think. Uh, there was this girl I used to see, a beautiful girl, just luxurious, long, thick red hair, soft and olive green eyes, full pouty lips, and incredible incredible shape. 
She was a beautiful girl. I was so honored that she would date me in the first place, to be quite honest with you. And I was really disappointed when it didn't work out. And then she called me just a couple of days ago. She gave me a call and, you know, we chatted and chatted. And next thing I know, like two hours were up. And and she said, you know, maybe we should get together in person and, and see about getting back together and see how things go. And I, I was all excited at first. And then I thought to myself, oh, no, like, like it's been a long time since I've seen her. And I told her that, look, it's been a long time. Like my hair is long now because I'm trying to cover up my bald spot like I'm Nick Jackson or something, you know? And uh, and she's like, that doesn't bother me. She's like, it's okay, you know? And I'm like, well, what about my weight? I mean, it's been a long time. Not only am I older, not only am I balding, but uh, there's a lot of extra inches around my belt now, my belt sign uh, than they used to be. And she said, uh, she said that didn't bother her either. She said, you know, that the important thing is that we connect one-on-one -on -one like we do. And she told me how, you know, she kind of finds heavy set, older, balding men kind of cute. And then she mentioned how, you know, she's she's put on a couple pounds herself. So I told her to fuck off. We'll be back next week to talk about um the latest from roh Quality. and their pay-per-view um and we will have our wrestlemania preview card and, and I, the results from stand, the results from nxt and from deadline yeah yeah so until next time morton trying to no sell it. josh's favorite part of the show <laughs> trying to no sell that one what are you listening to morton your wrestling podcast enjoy the day people Thank you for listening to the Fresh Tape Network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Tape 42.